0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Triggered. It's Monday. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Tonight, we're going to be talking with lawyer and constitutional expert, Mike Davis. Uh, Mike is a, a guy that's well-known to the show. He's the president and founder of the Article Three Project. He's a former clerk for Justice Neil Gorsuch and a fearless fighter against left-wing lawfare and other insanity. He's one of the most based guys out there. He's a... Uh, He would be my number one pick to be Attorney General. Though, even he says he may have a hard time getting confirmed. That's how based he is. So, you know, he's got to be good for us, the show, and our country if the swamp hates him that bad. But we got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a great interview. Uh, There's a lot to get into. Obviously, you know, Biden being reportedly angry at Attorney General Merrick Garland for not doing more to prosecute my father because he's not involved. We've been told they would never do that. We're told... Lies like there's equal justice under the law and yada, yada, yada. These are now sound bites for the left. They laugh about it. Uh, Biden knows he can't win at the ballot box, so they got to make sure they push the lawfare really hard. They're totally objective, DOJ. The same one that found him basically senile, too senile to stand trial for his crimes, but apparently not senile enough to be removed from office or lose the nuclear Football, you know, minor details like this. Uh, That's the stuff we're going to get into with Mike shortly. So make sure you guys are uh, liking, sharing, subscribing. I see how many people are watching. I see how many likes there are. And those two numbers are not alike. So why don't you uh, hit that? That's how we get it out there. Remember, you can also get these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts after they air here on Rumble. Uh, And also for those of you who are locals, uh, on Locals, I'll be doing my Ask Me Anything on there right after the show. I apologize. Uh, It's been like 10 days or so, maybe a little bit more actually, since I've even gotten over there because I've been on the road uh, working harder than an ugly stripper. Uh, It's been rough, but uh, we want to make sure I get to you guys. So don't forget at the end of the show, head over there. If you're a local subscriber, we'll have some fun with it. But again, like, share, subscribe. That's how we win. So before we get to Mike, we're gonna do a rundown of some of the top headlines that are out there. And frankly, all of this left-wing madness, that is, at this point, there's no other way to say it. They're driving our country off of a cliff, okay? And we begin, we begin where there are some nice cliffs, out in Hawaii. Uh, there was a recent ruling from the state Supreme Court in Hawaii that's basically too ridiculous to ignore, apparently, the spirit of aloha, is more important than... Drumroll. The Constitution. Guys, let me explain here for a second. Last week, the Hawaii State Supreme Court ruled that there is no right in Hawaii to carry a firearm in public. Essentially, the Democrats on Hawaii's Supreme Court are saying that Hawaii is its own country. They think they can ignore the Constitution and the US Supreme Court. The Democrats on the Hawaii Supreme Court wrote that, and I quote, the spirit of Aloha clashes with a federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens rock around with deadly weapons during day-to-day activities. Wow, (laughs) it's exactly what it does. Hawaii can't just decide to ignore those things. This is what happens when Democrats have all the power. They don't care about your rights. They are more than happy to trample them. Watch what they do everywhere else. You know, they talk about democracy a lot, and I understand we're a constitutional republic, not a democracy, but you understand the idea. You know, they talk about fascism and such, and yet they're the ones looking to disarm their opponents. They're the ones looking to jail them. They're the ones who write all the rules and trample the existing ones, et cetera, et cetera. This is a story now as old as time. We just need everyone else to be paying attention. The Hawaii Supreme Court even argued that Hawaii can ignore the Constitution because it's old. Well, by that logic, we should ignore Joe Biden because he's really, really old. They quoted the TV show The Wire. I'm not sure why a Supreme Court would be quoting The Wire. It was a good show, but like, I don't know. I don't get it. They said... The thing about the old days, they the old days. Great. They went on to write that it makes no sense for Hawaii following the founders, eras, culture, realities, laws, and understanding of the Constitution. So basically, we just can ignore the Constitution. This is absolutely insane, but totally on par with Democrat policy. Hawaii is a state that has to follow the Constitution and the rulings of the United States Supreme Court. And sadly... Sadly, folks, it ain't just Hawaii. Things aren't going much better here on the Continental 48, okay? Because Mitch McConnell and the Senate are making it clear that their top priority is making sure that billions and billions of dollars get delivered to Vladimir Zelensky and the Ukraine, okay? McConnell and his rhino allies and Democrats are right now pushing through a foreign aid package bill that will provide $15 15 billion dollars more in Ukraine aid. Senator JD Vance brought up a really important point about this bill today. Okay. It's not just that it's bad because it further's an endless war, a war that they've articulated no clear goal, a war that will keep going sending poor young guys over there on both sides to die. For no purpose other than to enrich the military industrial complex and a couple new Ukrainian oligarch billionaires. The point of the bill, though, is to also try to handcuff a second Trump administration. Listen, the bill funds Ukraine through September 2025. That's nine months into what will be my father's second term, okay? They're doing this to try to prevent my father from being able to easily make peace. We all understand that the second he gets to the table, he can end this. If you pull the money away, if you make stopping the endless flow of stupid money with no accountability, no checks and balances, nothing, an impeachable offense, they know they can keep their war going. That's what they're trying to do. But on the bright side, It also shows that the swamp is preparing for Biden to lose badly. It's starting to become very clear, folks, to everyone that Joe Biden isn't up to the task, right? His own DOJ's special counsel's official report was that Joe Biden is too senile to stand trial. So how is he competent enough to be the commander-in-chief? How is it possible that you cannot stand trial for something that their own prosecutor said he was guilty of. Mishandling classified documents. Remember, he didn't have the ability to declassify them like Trump. Just left them around the garage for Hunter, the pen Chinese Communist Party fended Biden Center, where everyone had access. Her, the prosecutor in charge, the special prosecutor said as much, Joe Biden definitely did this, but in front of a jury, He would just be a forgetful old man that's not competent enough to actually do this stuff. How on earth does he have the nuclear football? How can that possibly be? Which one is it? I've watched all weekend watching Democrats screaming, Joe Biden isn't senile. You know, I mean, all you got to do is watch Joe Biden, but like, you know, minor details like that. Like, Well, if he isn't senile, then why isn't he charged? You can't have it both ways. And yet... In America, in 2024, as long as you're a Democrat, you can be that hypocritical. You can have it both ways, and you can have whatever you want. Just watch Biden back in 2018. Talk about how competence is a valid question.
1: It is a legitimate issue. Sure it is. And I think people are going to judge it. If I were to run, I think they're going to judge me on my vitality. Can I still run up the steps of Air Force Two? Am I still in good shape? Am I... Do I have all my faculties? Am I am I energetic? I think it's totally legitimate people to ask those questions.
0: Hey, guys. Anyone notice how, I don't know, completely different he sounds? I mean, he actually formed like a coherent thought. He actually spoke quite, pretty quickly. He didn't forget where he was going. He didn't misplace words. He didn't go, oh, the, you know, the thing. I mean you telling me that's the same person? <laughs> the only problem is that was 2018. He had no power, and now he does. And now he's incompetent. Also, one of his qualifications for being president, in his own words, was being able to run up the stairs of Air Force Two. He said that. Now he's got to go up Air Force One. Is it different? Uh, if you can't run up the f- stairs of Air Force One, do you think you can do it for Air Force Two? Uh, it's clearly something he can no longer do. We've all seen the videos of him falling up the stairs, falling down the stairs, falling on the stage, getting lost on the stage. Again, Robert Herr, the report that he wrote finally revealed that the emperor has no clothes and also has no memory. Even the New York Times Even the New York Times is now writing about Joe Biden's senality. Although they did have some articles talking about, well, you know, we got to be really careful about how we judge mental competence. We got to be really careful how we do this. It's complicated. They did not share that same standard, strangely enough, when my father was president and my father could go up and down stairs. He can complete sentences very clearly. He actually negotiated peace deals in the Middle East, things that Joe Biden clearly could not do. Here's the Times on Saturday. I quote, Aides have President Biden take the shorter stairs to board Air Force One. When it comes to news conferences, they yell loudly and quickly to end questions. Sometimes stealing a classic awards show tactic and playing loud music to signal the conclusion of the event. Like they can't let him get on a stage. And forget about regular interviews, guys, with major news publications, including the traditional presidential sit-down on Super Bowl Sunday. Over the years, some of Mr. Biden's key aides have gone from letting Joe be Joe to wrapping a presidential cocoon around him that's intended to shield him from verbal slips and physical stumbles. He can't do the basic things that are needed for that job, and yet he's running. He's making the decisions that our children and grandchildren will be holding to for decades. That should scare us all. It's good that everyone is finally at least waking up to this, but the media is still incompetent. Just look at what this ABC News headlines about the mass shooting at Joel Alstein's Lakewood Church in Houston yesterday. And I quote, Free Palestine written on gun in shooting at Lakewood Church, but motive a mystery. The motive is a mystery, folks. I have no idea. I have no idea what the motive would be of the trans pro Palestinian terrorist and and what they would be doing at a church. I can't figure it out. This is like saying, I don't know, terrorists shouted Alu Akbar before exploding suicide vest, but the motive is still a mystery, folks. We don't know. We don't know. Now, if that motive or if that shooter had a, you know, I don't know, a red cap on, we would all know the motive instantly. The media would be more than happy to tell us what the motive is regardless of any other actual knowledge or anything like that. The shooter, by the way, is a transgender migrant from El Salvador who was taken out by off-duty officers after opening fire. But honestly, how many transgender shootings Will it take for the media to admit there's something going on here? I don't know, maybe jacking up people with crazy hormones that are the exact opposite of what their body is producing to try to change genders isn't exactly producing the most sane individuals. They're going to bury this story like they do with any incident that's inconvenient for their narrative. It's going to disappear immediately. This person's like one of the most privileged people in the world, they're an illegal migrant. Uh, they're transgender, they're pro-Palestine. I mean, this thing's gonna disappear so fast, you're never gonna hear about it again. And if you didn't think we were already living some sort of South Park episode, the Houston police even did a full investigation on what the shooter's pronouns are. Watch for yourself. She has utilized both male and female names, but,
1: through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so
0: uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. There were two- I mean, imagine like having to say that with a straight face as a police officer. I'm not blaming the police office. I'm sure it's the people in charge that are making them do this insanity, but that's what matters. Like, let's talk about this for a second, right? Like this is how many trans shooters now? I mean, seven or eight wanting to commit mass murder in a year in a population that's what? A quarter percent of our population? Like they have to be per capita, the most radical and violent terrorist people in the world. Like I'm talking in the world based on the numbers that are outstanding and the amount that have created and started or attempted mass shootings. And yet, they will still be treated with kid gloves. The police will be forced there to sit there and play the pronoun games rather than just calling them POS because that's what they are, pieces of shit. These are fucking terrorists and they need to be treated accordingly, not with kid gloves. This nonsense has to stop but it only stops once enough of us start saying these things. It's ridiculous and we have to end the nonsense. And lastly, Nikki Haley is still pretending that there's a primary race and wasting more and more time lying about her record and my father. Here's a great new Ed exposing her dishonesty. Donald Trump says I wanna
1: cut social security or raise the age. I've never said that.
0: There's the red challenge hat. Trump's challenging Haley's statement.
1: Haley's claim she didn't call for raising the age of social security is under review. Tony,
0: here's exactly what the official is looking at. Social Security, Medicare, how would you manage the entitlements? We say the rules have changed. What we do know is 65 is way
1: too low, and we need to increase that. 65 is way too low, and we need to
0: increase that. Let's take a look at another angle. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy.
1: I think the call is pretty clear, but let's go down to the field and see what official Gene Tooney has to say. After review. Nikki Haley clearly said she plans to change the rules and raise the age of Social Security. This results in cutting benefits for 82% of America. Bob, that was a rookie mistake by Haley. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message.
0: Hey guys, she's going to continue to waste more donor dollars before getting clobbered in her own own state in South Carolina shortly. But this is what it is. It's just designed to try to hurt Trump. She's lost badly in everything thus far. It's going nowhere. But, you know, if she can drain the coffers, I guess she's serving her people in Washington, D.C., in the Uniparty, and in the swamp well. And, guys, we're going to get to Mike Davis in just a moment, but I have to have a quick word from our incredible sponsor. So make sure to go check out the great folks over at The Wellness Company, a leading provider in emergency medical kits. Like we saw with COVID, supply chain chaos, lockdowns, Fauci failures—all of it can make it harder to get the medicine you and your family need in a time of crisis. With the Wellness Company's emergency medical kit, you'll be empowered to take control of your health. The kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, the Z-Pack, ivermectin, to keep on hand, to store away, to use when you need it, as and along with a great guidebook for safe and effective use. So, from tick bites. To COVID, to extreme public health outbreaks, every scenario is covered. So avoid the high cost, the hospital wait times, and take control of you and your family's health needs. Go to TWC.Health, like the wellness company, TWC.Health slash triggered for a 15% discount on the emergency medical kit. That's TWC slash triggered for a fifth, sorry, TWC.Health slash triggered. For a 15% discount and be prepared. I also want to introduce you to a brand new sponsor. The 1775 Coffee Company, which is brewed to perfection, crafted with precision, and built on patriotism. 1775 Coffee's farm-to-cup process means that there is quality, authenticity, and sustainability from start to finish. All the beans are ethically and exclusively single-sourced from the finest farms of Bolivia, And guys, we talk about it all the time. Don't give your money to some woke coffee chain that hates your guts. Give it to companies that actually share your values. It's why the 1775 Coffee Company is joining forces with Rumble to support the causes that matter most. Your purchase helps support veteran causes, groups fighting to protect the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, and so much more. So go to 1775coffee.com. Slash Don Jr. 1775coffee.com slash D O N J R for 10% off your first order and support those who are fighting and, and in the arena with us. So with that, folks, we're gonna be now joined by our friend, Article Three Project Founder, Mike Davis. Mike, good to have you back on the show, man. Thank you for having me. So a lot to talk about this week. I mean, this one's sort of uh right up your alley. Uh, But Politico reported this weekend that Joe Biden is really upset that, you know, his, I guess, his protectors over at the DOJ and his very own Merrick Garland didn't indict my father earlier, didn't already have him on the stand, didn't put him away for a thousand years already. You know, how is that not evidence of election interference? I mean, they're, they're saying these things. You know they're doing it, but... It seems like that's like beyond the pale even for what the Democrats could get away with. I mean, this is this is insanity.
1: Yeah, I mean it's very obvious that these indictments against President Trump are part of President Biden and the Democrats' lawfare and election affair- interference against Trump because they fear they can't beat him on November 5th, 2024 after their two bogus impeachments. They're for bogus indictments for non-crimes. They're illegal, unconstitutional gag orders. They're trying to bankrupt Trump with this civil fraud lawsuit with Tish James in New York for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks as agreed on time with interest. You have these crazy plaintiffs like Gene Carroll bringing defamation lawsuits for sexual assaults that never happened. She named her cat Vagina, and she said that rape was sexy and we're supposed to believe this nut job. And then the Democrats threw their legal Hail Mary that was just before the Supreme Court. They know that their lawfare is backfiring, backfiring badly Mm -hmm. and propelling President Trump back to the White House. So they went to the Supreme Court to just take President Trump off the ballot, ballot, to dis- Qualify him so the American people do not have a choice. And I am very happy after 19 months of fighting this fight every day with the Article 3 project that the American people are waking up to this Democrat welfare and election interference.
0: Yeah, so, you know, uh, there's a lot, you know, we sort of went into like three topics there. And I want to get into all of them in detail. But it also seems like, you know, as it relates to Merrick Garland and Joe Biden's hopes for it, I mean, it sort of feels like they're they're stating the obvious, which we all know and probably most of the people watching that this was their plan all along. Like it, it. I mean, it, it feels like it really undercuts all the nonsense that even the Democrats are out there kind of creating like, oh no, these things are real. I mean, you see the Fannie Willis falling apart. You see New York falling apart. It doesn't matter because it's New York and Fannie Willis. It may not matter because that's Georgia. And th- those, those were chosen venues. Uh, on purpose, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But you know, was this just clearly the plan all along, or was this just one of many plans and/or backup plans? Well, but there is evidence that
1: President Biden is directly involved with all four of these indictments. It was Matthew Colangelo who got sent from the number three office in yep. the Biden Justice Department to go to Soros-funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office to re- res- resuscitate a zombie case against President Trump for the non-felony of settling a nuisance claim and this this theory that they're pursuing now in New York was passed over by the prior Manhattan DA, the U.S attorney, the Federal Election Commission and Alvin Bragg himself before this Biden political appointee Matthew Colangelo went to the uh, to the Manhattan DA's office to bring the first indictment ever against a former president, right, and a likely future president. And then you saw with Jack Smith's two two indictments, one for having presidential records and the office of former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. It was Jonathan Sue, Biden's deputy White House counsel, who worked behind the scenes with the National Archives to waive President Trump's constitutional claim of executive privilege, which led to the unnecessary... Unlawful, unprecedented on raid on President Trump for presidential records he's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act, and then you you see this evidence that Joe Biden has been putting pressure on Merrick Garland to move forward with these prosecutions. Remember, before these prosecutions, uh, b- before Biden uh, Biden brought these. Prosecutions. Biden leaked in another story that Merrick Garland was acting too much like a professor and uh, not a partisan attorney general, which is what Biden won. And so Merrick Garland moved forward with more prosecutions. You saw down in Georgia with Fannie Willis. She sent her boyfriend, she paid her secret boyfriend to meet with the Biden White House, including the Biden White House counsel, before she brought her bogus criminal charges for for racketeering or RICO charges down in Fulton County, Georgia. So you have Joe Biden and his White House with its fingerprints on all four of these criminal
0: prosecutions. So so what do you do about that, right? I mean, it's pretty clear. It's obvious it's happening. If this was Donald Trump, what would be, you know, act, Congress? I mean, what's the... What's the proper steps to actually go after him for this? Because, you know, and at least find out. I mean, you know, he's entitled to due process like anyone else, but it, it feels like if anyone other than the Democrat elite even sniffed around these things. I mean, they basically tried impeaching my father for what was a perfectly good phone call. It didn't stop them because it didn't matter. You know, Nancy Pelosi had the votes. They realized that the facts said didn't line up, and you know, that it was too late. They already started the process, so they, they're going to just push it through anyway. It doesn't really matter. I mean, what do you do in this case, because it feels like, again, this is yet another example of, of them just having flagrant disregard for the Constitution. Well, there's a lot you can do, and there's a lot that House
1: Republicans can be doing and should be doing. Jim Jordan, the House Judiciary Committee chairman, has sent some oversight letters to these different prosecutors, and that's good that he's he's issued subpoenas. It's time to haul in Jack Smith and Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis and Tish James and these other Democrat prosecutors, and these Democrat hellholes who think they get to decide the next presidential election instead of the American people. Hold them before Congress and make them explain this coordination with the Biden White House, with President Biden and his White House team. Make them explain their coordination with the Biden Justice Department, including Matthew Colangelo, the Biden White House, Jonathan Sue, the meeting with Nathan Wade, uh, Fannie Willis's boyfriend slash special prosecutor who billed for two meetings with the Biden White House, including the White House Counsel, make them come into the House of Representatives, bring their documents, make them explain. And another thing that House Republicans should do is include on these must pass appropriations bills that no federal funds can be used for a prosecution of any major presidential candidates on or before November 5th, 2024. And any state or local government that prosecutes any major presidential candidate, on or before November fifth, twenty twenty four, loses all federal funding. We these are unprecedented indictments against a former and likely future president. This is obvious. Obviously, lawfare. It's obviously election interference. And guess what? The American people, not these Democrat prosecutors and these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C., and Atlanta, get to pick our president.
0: Yeah, I mean, so. You know, I, obviously the house is, I guess they've subpoenaed Fannie Willis. She didn't take, you know, subpoenas. So I guess they had to send uh, U.S. attorneys over there to to actually deal with it. But uh, you know, th- there seems like there's other angles as well that they they perhaps have not yet started. And you know, we're not the best at going sort of on the offense, but I, I feel like they really should be. What what are the other places they should be going and and doing? Because you know, Fannie Willis is a start, but you know. It, You got 10 months. I don't think you're going to get much by the time the Democrats stall everything and they play their games and, oh, they'll drag everything to the last minute. Then they'll figure out a reason to start the clock again and drag it out, drag it out, drag it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing that uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has done is she has sent a criminal referral to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr, asking them to follow their statutory duty and open a criminal probe on Fannie Willis because the allegations are pretty clear that she illegally hired her secret unqualified boyfriend and she was paying him $250 an hour, over $700,000 and counting to pursue this political prosecution against President Trump. And she was taking illegal kickbacks from this illegal deal with her secret boyfriend. And these kickbacks included these lavish trips around the world they went to napa they went to the caribbean maybe elsewhere governor kemp and attorney general chris garr are running and hiding which you would expect from these cowards but they need to follow their statutory duty and order a criminal probe here i know they don't like trump but guess what they still have a constitutional duty as the governor and as the attorney general
0: yeah. I mean, what, how is it that they can even hide from that? I mean, you know, it, listen, it's not like this is even remote. Like these are reported facts. They're out there. Congress is investigating it. I mean, how can they run and hide from this one? It, it, it seems insane. I mean, I, I guess if they want to maybe pursue a career as being, you know, Democrat henchman, maybe that's right. But if you're a Republican governor, a Republican AG in a state like Georgia, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and they uh, look. Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade have already been caught lying
1: to the courts about when their relationship started. They're trying to claim their relationship started after she hired him. I don't think that makes a difference because she's still profiting from the prosecution. She she started this relationship before the indictment. But even so, even still, they lied about this. They said that the relationship started later than it did, and they came back. With more evidence that actually they were taking these trips, they had this relationship before they claimed. That is that they are making materially false uh, statements to the courts. How is that not perjury? How are they not opening a criminal probe today on perjury with Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade, her secret boyfriends, not so secret anymore?
0: Yeah, I mean, all all of this stuff's crazy. But I, I got to ask you, what what did you think about Robert Hur's report? I mean. If Joe Biden was literally anyone else, it's clear. And it basically says that he'd have been charged criminally with mishandling classified documents. And yet it seems like eh, it's okay. He's he's of slight mind. We know this. He's basically senile. We know this. It's it's all good. Uh, If he's if he's going to be cleared for being senile, fine. But how does he remain president?
1: So remember how Robert Hur became the special counsel. It was President Biden uh, having these secret discussions with his lawyers in the Biden Justice Department after he got caught with five stashes of stolen classified records from his time as vice president and his time even as U.S. senator, which is very difficult for Joe Biden to explain how he got those records because he stole them. Out of a skiff, right? So yep. they had these five sets of stolen classified records, moved several times, unguarded for at least two and a half years, that Joe Biden didn't have Secret Service protection after he left the vice president's office before he be, he got protection as a presidential candidate, accessible by their Chinese agent and almost certainly used by Hunter and Joe to secure millions of dollars in Burisma funding, and probably more. And so obvious evidence of espionage, obvious evidence of foreign bribery and corruption, they had this secret arrangement. They got caught during the time of this secret arrangement. The Biden Justice Department organized this unnecessary, unlawful, unprecedented raid on Trump for records he's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. It was a total distraction from Biden's own prop. So Merrick Garland gets caught with an obvious conflict where he can't investigate his boss, especially after his Justice Department is cooperating with his boss. So who do they pick? They pick Robert Hur. Robert Hur is the protege of Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray and James Comey and that cabal. When I was the chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee, I held up Rob Hurr's nomination, uh by, uh, by uh, because I knew that he he was part of that deep state cabal, he was the Maryland senator's pick, he was Rod Rosenstein's pick, and so I knew that when Merrick Garland picked Rob Herr to be this special counsel, and they said, Oh, he was a Trump U.S. attorney in Maryland, yeah, technically he was, but he was picked by both Democrat senators in Maryland, which is the tradition of the Senate for more than 100 years that home state senators picked the U.S. Attorneys, U.S. Marshals, and District Court judges, I knew that Robert Herr wasn't gonna do a damn thing about Biden. So we have clear evidence that Joe Biden broke the law. He committed espionage. And guess what Robert Herr says? Well, he might be a criminal, but he's a lovable, demented criminal, so we can't prosecute him. Robert Herr completely protected Joe Biden but because Robert Hur said the obvious, that Joe Biden has lost his minds, the Democrats are going ballistic on Robert Hur, even though Robert Hur didn't recommend felony charges against Joe Biden like he should have.
0: Yeah, how do they have it both ways? I keep seeing that, right? Uh, no, 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 Joe Biden doesn't have dementia. He's very lucid. I saw one that went as far as to say, you know, Behind closed doors in the White House, it's known that Joe Biden runs circles around these young Ivy League-educated politicos that work there. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like, he's a genius, guys. He's a genius behind closed doors. But magically, it seems that every time he steps out of those closed doors, I don't know, the genius has been used up. Uh, He went to a level, you know, he's just too tired to go. The, The genius was so powerful that he is drained, and we see a bumbling imbecile each and every time he he appears somewhere. I mean, it's crazy, but I'm listening to them. I'm like, well, if he's not senile, if he's not these things, then shouldn't he be charged? Yeah, and maybe the Trump 47 Justice
1: Department should charge him. If they claim that he's mentally competent to stand trial, then great. The Trump 47 Justice Department can charge him for espionage and for obstruction of justice and foreign bribery and corruption and all the other things that he's guilty of and that that sounds perfect but remember what the Biden White House's defense was uh that 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 he was out of sorts that Joe Biden president Biden was out of sorts during this uh this interview by uh by Robert Hur cuz it was right after the October 7th attacks Hamas attacks on Israel the worst terrorism mm-hmm. imaginable and you would think okay if a world crisis puts you out of your mental sorts and you're not up to the job uh, because of of a crisis, then you probably shouldn't be the president of the United States. You want the president of the United States to be his sharpest when there's a crisis, not that he needs to, you know, go to a, a mental hospital because he can't handle the stress.
0: Yeah, I mean, but even beyond that, I mean, how often has the DOJ just decided not to charge someone because they're too senile? That doesn't seem like it's a regular occurrence.
1: Well, and that's and that's I mean, and that's just the issue. He wasn't senile when he took the documents, presumably when he when he stole them as a senator, and when he stole them when he left the vice presidency, right? He so you know, it, it what what the, what Robert Herb was trying to do was was come up with a political excuse not to recommend the indictment of Joe Biden. They should have took that as a gift in the Biden White House. And instead, they're attacking Robert Herr, saying he's somehow a political actor who's out to get them when he has he has protected Joe Biden by by coming to the conclusion that Joe Biden almost certainly committed the crime of espionage, but they're not going to charge him because he's a lovable, demented criminal.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the the mental gymnastics it takes to sort of satisfy the Democrats, they really get to have their cake and eat it, too. But. Earlier today, we also learned my father is petitioning the Supreme Court to stay the D.C. Circuit ruling, the issue of presidential immunity. Can you lay out what presidential immunity is to those watching the details of this and the scope of the law with what's going on there? Because that one seems crazy. I mean, I think he should also simultaneously petition to end his documents case because... Unlike Joe Biden, he didn't have a recurring thing. He had the ability to declassify. It was under actual lock and key, not under, you know, Hunter's supervision. I mean, it seems like that's one of the lawfare cases that they've really shot a big hole in, but the presidential immunity one is also really big and it seemed like the Supreme Court wasn't having any of it last week.
1: Yeah, so we have the separation of powers and we have government's immunity for the different branches. Members of Congress through the speech or debate clause in the Constitution are immune from both civil and criminal prosecution for their official acts. Not their private acts, their official acts, including the outer perimeter of their official acts under Supreme Court case law. Federal judges have both civil and criminal immunity for their official acts. Presidents right now have civil immunity because the Supreme Court has never had to decide whether presidents have criminal immunity because no former president has ever been charged with any crime until Biden and these Democrat prosecutors brought these four bogus indictments against Trump for non-crime. So now the Supreme Court of the United States is going to have to decide this case. And this is so much bigger than President Trump, right? There's not gonna be a Trump derangement syndrome exception here because think about what they're saying, that a president, a successor, a president of the United States can indict his uh, predecessor for his official yeah. acts, right? That 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 is how our country will fall apart. If a president of the United States fears doing his job, doing his official acts because he's worried that his successor is going to indict him for doing his job, the presidency is going to be destroyed. And let me give you a perfect, I'll give you two examples. Number one, President Obama ordered an extrajudicial drone strike on two American citizens, including a 17-year-old. He got legal advice from David Barron, his head of the Office of Legal Counsel at the Justice Department at the time, who said, yes, President Obama, you can order this extrajudicial drone strike of these two American citizens. David Barron is now Judge David Barron on the First Circuit Court of Appeals in Boston, a federal federal appellate court in Boston. Does this mean if presidents are not immune from criminal prosecution for their official acts that the Trump 47 Justice Department can indict President Obama and Judge David Barron for capital murder for ordering the extrajudicial drone strikes, drone strike on two American citizens, killing them. Let me give you another example. You have uh, uh, President Joe Biden and his uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas ignoring federal immigration law. They have a duty to detain these migrants who are coming into our country, and they are mass releasing these migrants illegally in violation of federal law into our country. They know that these these migrants are dangerous. Some of them are dangerous. They know that they're unvetted. So when these migrants get mass released into the country, if they rape someone, if they murder someone, if they kidnap someone, that's, that's the natural and probable consequence of releasing dangerous, unvetted migrants from dangerous places into our country. Does that mean the Trump 47 Justice Department can prosecute President Biden and DHS Secretary Mayorkas for the crimes that result from their illegal acts of mass releasing these migrants into the country. Do the Democrats really want to go down this path? Do they want to play this game? Because if they do, I mean, listen, Joe
0: Biden, in terms of the crimes and and just the border, I mean, imagine how many people have died of fentanyl that came across the border that could have been this. You mentioned, obviously, you know, the rape and the this, and the people that died on the journey over there because they keep promising these, you know, the, the false hope uh, it's it's truly I mean, they've created a humanitarian crisis, the scale of which, you know, North America certainly hasn't seen in a really long period of time. And that's all 100 percent on them. So, you know, if they continue to push this one, uh, it, it, it certainly makes the case that you would go after them because it is, this is insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, do they do the Democrats really want to go down this path? Because it looks very likely that President Trump is going to win on November 5th, 2024, and he will be the president on January 20th, 2025. Do they want to go down this path? Do they want the Trump 47 Justice Department indicting President Obama and Judge David Barron for capital murder? Do they want the Trump 47 Justice Department indicting uh, President Obama for fentanyl deaths in America? Do they want the Trump 47 Justice Department indicting George W. Bush were lying about yeah. the weapons of mass destruction and the resulting war. Do hey, we really You know what? I may
0: out- actually want this to happen now. It's not great for my dad, but like in terms of going after bad politicians it's probably good. But no, all kidding aside, I under it would make it impossible for anyone to make the tough decisions that you actually have to make as president. Now, I'd say in in the case of Trump and Republicans in general, it's about protecting America. In the case of, you know, the Obamas and the Bidens, it's about actually, you know, destroying America. I can't think of any other uh, reason for half of their actions at this point. It, you know, My, I always say, if you were trying to destroy America from within, what would you do differently than today's Democrat Party policies? And the answer is nothing. You you just keep doing the exact same thing, uh, which should scare all of us. But, you know, that, that's a matter of fact at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why the Supreme Court is going to have to take this case like the Supreme Court took the Nixon civil case back in 1981, 80 and 81, And decided uh, after the regular process, oral argument, briefing, the regular process, they decided that presidents are immune from civil prosecution for their official acts. The Supreme Court needs to do the same thing here through the regular process. I don't know how uh, the Biden Justice Department and Jack Smith can turn around and argue right now that the Supreme Court should not take this case from the D.C. Circuit when back in December... The Biden Justice Department, including uh, Biden Special Counsel Jack Smith, went to the Supreme Court and made this extraordinary request that the Supreme Court should skip the D.C. Circuit and take this case because it's so important that the Supreme Court has to resolve this case. That They can't change their position. The Supreme Court is going to have to take this case. I don't know how they can get this case heard and decided before the presidential election if they... If they Go through the normal process. And frankly, they don't need to decide this case before the presidential election because the election results should not matter whether the Supreme Court takes this case or not. The Supreme Court should follow the normal appellate
0: procedures and process to depoliticize this case. All right. So it seems like we're ending up at the Supreme Court quite a bit. I know last week, you were there. You were at the Supreme Court in front. You were talking about it, talking about the Colorado case, which is the case to kick my father off the presidential ballot there. You know, how did that go? What's the inside baseball? How did you think, you know, for, for those who haven't been following it as closely? Because obviously, you know, th- that's a pretty big one where the Democrats seem to just fr- flagrantly disregard law, president, uh just about everything that they claim they believe in.
1: I've been following this case very closely. I was at the five day trial at the Denver District Court. I was at the Colorado Supreme Court for that oral argument. I was at the US Supreme Court on Thursday for that argument. I thought this would be a six to three case because it's so obvious under controlling precedent the Griffin's case from 150 years ago, that if you want to disqualify an office holder from holding office under section three of the 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War to chase out uh, Confederate insurrectionists who uh, who are undermining the post-civil reconstruction effort in the Union. Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute which Congress has done. it's been on the books for over 150 years last updated in 1948. You have to bring federal a federal grand jury has to bring federal criminal charges for insurrection or rebellion under the specific federal criminal statute with a disqualification provision. A federal jury has to unanimously find guilts, with evidence beyond a reasonable doubt a federal judge has to convict that conviction must be upheld on appeal that is the only way you can with remove an office holder under section 3 of the 14th amendment so i thought going into this this case it should be a nine to nothing case but i thought the three democrat appointees on the supreme court would be so partisan that they would not go along with this president trump's attorney went into that Supreme Court hearing and decimated the other side, decimated uh, the opposing, uh, the anti-Trump forces. And by the end of the oral argument, it sounds like Justice Elena Kagan and even Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson are going to side with President Trump on this case. Justice Sotomayor, I always compare, I, I, I like Justice Sotomayor. She's like my lovable crazy ants who's just wrong on everything but you still love her. Uh I I think this is going to be an 8 to 1 case, maybe 9 to nothing, but it's certainly going to be more than 6 to 3. And this this shows that the Democrats lawfare and election interference they they are so stupid with this. They can't just focus on their strongest cases. They just take all the food and throw it against the wall and see what sticks and it undermines their credibility at the Supreme Court. Right. It's it's going to destroy their credibility with these justices who could have been get- gettable on some of these cases like the chief justice. I think that with this lawfare and election interference and the games that they're playing, they're going to turn away these votes that could have been gettable for the Democrats.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like that's a big part. You know, if they just picked something that was good instead of, you know, The nonsense. Instead of the, you know, we'll we'll get back to Fannie Willis again. You know, uh, it's so flagrant. They're getting caught. You just know that all the people they're 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 grifting. It's a big joke. It's just like let's just throw a bunch of stuff at a wall and hope something sticks. Uh, You know, that one's it. it Just never seems to end. But what do you what do you think? I mean, we talked about it a little bit. What's going to happen in Atlanta with Fannie Willis? I mean, is she going to face any consequences for this? I mean. Giving her lover hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars, having someone you know who's never tried anything criminally come in there, and then having a relationship and using you know the taxpayer funds that he's earned from this, and meeting with it. I mean, a Georgia state judge today did confirm that he will hold an evidentiary hearing on Thursday over the evidence that Willis engaged in an improper affair. But like, is that enough? Or again, do we have to? Do you have to get? the governor to be involved. I mean, are there other systems in place, you know, that you can sort of circumvent, you know, the rhinos and just have this be done uh, in in the judicial sense? It sounds like this judge is going to disqualify Fannie Willis and her boyfriend,
1: Nathan Wade. Frankly, he needs to throw out the entire case. And if a new prosecutor brought in uh, wants to bring this new case, they're going to have to start over. But I imagine that any sane prosecutor From outside of Fulton County, Georgia, would look at this case and see that a RICO case against a president and eighteen co-defendants for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Democrats objected to Republican wins in 1968, 2004, 2000, uh, 2000, 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. We don't see criminal charges against Hillary. And Al Gore and John Kerry for their objecting to Republican wins. I think any rational prosecutor would not pursue these charges if the judge does the right thing here and and disqualifies Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade from this case and dismisses the case. And you know that I think this case is going to go away. Here's the problem for Fannie Willis: she has a financial interest in the outcome of this criminal case, which is absolutely illegal for a prosecutor to have a financial interest and the outcome of a criminal case. And so she has tainted the case from the beginning because she hired her boyfriend and she acknowledges that it was her secret boyfriend before he brought his indictment. So she claims that she had this relationship after she hired him, but before the indictment, but regardless, before she sought this indictment, it was her boyfriend and she was get she was taking these illegal kickbacks from him, from this $250 uh, an hour, $700,000 that she paid him in the form of these lavish trips. Fannie's toast.
0: So, you know, I don't know if you saw this from my intro, but Hawaii's Supreme Court said that the spirit of aloha basically overrides the Second Amendment. Uh, Is this something that you studied in law school? You know, I'm no lawyer, but, you know, I took plenty of real estate law and stuff like that at Wharton. this, This is not something that came up in that, that the spirit of aloha uh, can somehow override the United States Constitution and our Second Amendment. I mean, uh, what's what's going on here? No,
1: I, I unfortunately, I didn't smoke weed in law school, so I, I didn't have uh, the spirit of aloha, aloha uh, in my head on this thing. I mean, what the Hawaii Supreme Court has done here is just unbelievably illegal and unconstitutional and frankly dangerous that they can say that the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is the same as the Second Amendment to the Hawaii Constitution, but we're not going to follow the Supreme Court's decisions on the Second Amendment, including the Bruin decision, because as a state Supreme Court, we think that the U.S. Supreme Court, the Supreme, uh, the, the mo- that, that, that that decides the Supreme Law then, we think the Supreme Court got it wrong, so we're not going to follow the Supreme Court of the United States. That is not how it works under our, our Republican uh, a Republican form of government in the United States, and what the Supreme Court will probably do here very quickly is you're going to probably see a nine to nothing decision by the Supreme Court. It's called a a, a, a GVR grant vac- vacate in reverse, and they'll just do it summarily without oral argument, without the the w- without deciding on the merits. They're just going to re- they will just slap down the Hawaii Supreme Court quickly and immediately.
0: Okay, so. As I said in my intro, you know, you'd be a choice for me for attorney general, but you've, you've said you'd have a hard time getting confirmed as AG. But but if you were, if, you, if you're putting in the temporary position, you know, give us the day one agenda for how we get things back on track, how we put sanity back into You know, get into the sort of nuts and bolts of how that works and how you take sort of a wrecking ball to the corruption that's become so manifest in Washington.
1: Like you said, I can't get confirmed as attorney general. I would get one charity vote from Chuck Grassley, my former boss, and it would end his 60-plus year political career. So I'm not going to do that to (laughs) Chuck Grassley. I'll tell my former boss not to worry about that. But if I were the acting attorney general for a day, I think what needs to happen at the Justice Department is they need to clean house. And they need to clean house at these litigating divisions in Maine Justice, and they need to clean house... In the fbi especially which is uh the the fbi doesn't think they report to the deputy attorney general or the attorney general but they do and so what i think needs to happen is is they need to fire the top three layers of the uh, at least the top three layers of the fbi including so at the fbi that the director is the only political appointee he's supposed to have up to a 10-year term up to a 10 year term he doesn't get a 10-year term the whole point of that up to a 10-year term is you don't want these fbi directors getting in there and having too much power in this uh, this agency that's too insulated. So I would fire the FBI director. I would fire the deputy FBI director. I would fire the assistant directors, including the assistant directors in charge of each of the field offices, the big field offices like the Washington field office and the New York field office. And I would, if they don't want to get fired, if they want to claim civil service protection, I would reassign them to the southern border where they would work with border patrol to change diapers, right? And so that's what I would do at the FBI. At Maine Justice, I would do the same thing. And these various litigating divisions, including the key sections, like the National Security Division. I would clean house of the leadership of the National Security Division. The uh, the, the criminal division, I would clean house, the civil division, I would clean house. I would get rid of all of these chiefs and assistant chiefs of these various sections, and I would make them reapply for their jobs. And in the meantime, they would get reassigned to the southern border prosecuting cases or changing diapers, whatever they need need them to do.
0: So is that mostly a problem at Maine Justice or is it a problem at the U.S. attorney's offices across the country? I mean, is it just as bad there? Uh, You know, where's the rot?
1: Well, I guess you're, you're right in the sense that there is definite rot in the D.C. U.S. attorney's office. That has been filled with political operatives and they need to be reassigned. They are they are considered Schedule A as these assistant U.S. attorneys. They don't have the job security as career civil servants do as the, throughout the rest of the country. So what I would do for, with the, the U.S. Attorney's Office, like with Maine Justice, like like with the FBI, is I would make them all reapply for their jobs, and in the meantime, I would reassign them to the southern border.
0: Listen, I I I think that would be a <laughs> that would be a welcome change, and I'm sure the Border Patrol people would could use the help. Although I'm not sure that these people would be all that helpful at anything. It seems like uh, they're much better at just being bureaucrats. Uh, than actually doing anything, but uh, I, I think that's definitely a good start. So, you know, Mike, uh, look, as this stuff progresses and as we start talking more about, you know, some of these cases coming in, definitely have to have you back on there. Definitely want to make sure that we have a, a long-term a temporary uh, attorney general in you just to, you know, just if only as a shot across the bow. Uh, so, really appreciate you always. Uh, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, where they can follow you about the Article Three Project and everything that you're doing? Because again, you know, a lot of the comment, "Hey, what can we actually do?" You're one of the guys actually in the arena doing it. Uh, let these guys know. I, uh, first of all, Don, I would say this: I'm not going to be the
1: Attorney General. I want to be Trump's Viceroy of D.C. and I will clean up crime in D.C. overnight. There will no be there will be no more carjackings. And rapes and murders, I will scare the hell out of criminals in in one day. But anyway, so you can find us at article3project.org, article3project.org. You can
0: donate there. Excellent. Well, guys, uh, Mike's always on point. Uh, Check him out there. Mike, thank you so much for joining. Uh, As always, awesome insight. Really appreciate it. And again, I I know we're going to be going to a lot in the next 10 months because uh, they're simply losing their minds and they're going to continue with the lawfare. So, Thank you so much. And guys, uh, don't forget to check out our incredible sponsors. Go to twc.health trigger. That was the emergency medical kit. You get a 15% discount if you use twc.health triggered. Check them out. Be prepared for whatever's coming. We always talk about taking care of ourselves. That's a great way to do it. Also, guys, make sure you're liking, you're sharing, you're subscribing. I see, you know, there's uh, 7,500 people watching right now. I don't see 7,500 likes. Uh, Get that going so we can see it. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Uh, Make sure that other people see this stuff. You can get us on Apple uh, and iTunes uh, or uh, podcasts as well as Spotify. If you get your podcast that way, if you're listening when you're driving. Also, guys. If you're on Locals, I'm gonna head over to there. As soon as we're done here, you can check it out there. I'm gonna be doing my Ask Me Anything, so we'll have some fun over there. And I also want you guys to check out the great folks at 1775 Coffee. Uh, It's brewed to perfection, crafted with precision, built on patriotism. They have a farm to cup process, total quality and authenticity. The beans are ethically and exclusively harvested. And guys, again, We talk about it all the time. We can vote with our wallet. We can give our money to companies that share our values, Uh, veteran support, uh, Second Amendment support. These guys give back to the causes that we believe in. So go to 1775coffee.com slash Don Jr. That's 1775coffee.com slash Don Jr. for 10% off your first order. Check them out. And guys, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. If you're on Locals, head over there. I'm going to do my Ask Me Anything. uh, A lot to talk about. And uh, I will see you guys soon. I also, I got to get an Ask Me Anything going on on the main page sometime soon also. A couple things going on with the show. Want to talk about, would you guys be interested in maybe uh, a weekend segment? Uh, I've been talking with Chris over at Rumble. They want to do a little bit more. I can make that happen. Somehow try to fit it into the schedule. I want to see what you guys would be looking for. Maybe we do like a once a week sort of different kind of format, wondering your guys' thoughts and opinions. So hope you're well. Have a great night. Head over to Locals. Check us out. And again, like, share, subscribe, download the Rumble app so you can get notified when we're actually going on. Because, you know, again, I don't do this every day. It's sort of, uh, this is not my day job. So uh, we're not on as often. I want to make sure you don't ever miss shows. So make sure you do it that way. And uh, I'll see you guys over at Locals shortly. About 10.